Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, September 11th, the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 95, starting with the second paragraph, if he is not interested in your solution, and we will be reading through four paragraphs, ending with, who have since recovered of their chance. Comments will be on all of Today's readers are Gina R., Amanda R., and Sherry KB. The share ID for Sunday, September 10th, is 10,409. The share ID for this morning, Monday, September 11th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Meeting, is 10,410. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Amanda S. to read the 12 steps. Hi, good morning. My name is Amanda S. I'm a grateful compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all the persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda S. I will now ask Lindsay B. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Lindsay B. <clears throat> the 12 traditions. 
One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such will never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communications. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Lindsay B. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book and we are on page 95, starting with the second paragraph. If he is not interested in your solution, we will be reading through four paragraphs ending with who have since recovered of their chance. Comments will be on all. I will now ask Gina R. to begin reading. Good morning, Julie. Thank you so much for your service. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. If he is not interested in your solution, if he expects you to act only as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his sprees, you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. This he may do after he gets hurt some more. If he is sincerely interested and wants to see you again, ask him to read this book in the interval. After doing that, he must decide for himself whether he wants to go on. He should not be pushed or prodded by you, his wife, or his friends. If he is to find God, the desire must come from within. If he thinks he can do the job in some other way or prefers some other spiritual approach, encourage him to follow his own conscience. We have no monopoly on God. We merely have an approach that worked with us. But point out 
that we alcoholics have much in common and that you would like, in any case, to be friendly. Let it go at that. Do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. Search out another alcoholic and try again. You are sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what you offer. We find it a waste of time to keep chasing a man who cannot or will not work with you. If you leave such a person alone, he may soon become convinced that he cannot recover by himself. To spend too much time on any one situation is to deny some other alcoholic an opportunity to live and be happy. Our fellowship, one of our fellowship failed entirely with his first half dozen prospects. He often says that if he had continued to work on them, he might, be de- he might have deprived many others who have since recovered of their chance. Let me set my timer and close my window. I've got a noisy bird out there. Oh, my goodness. Um, I've got a star here, and um, boy, if, if, if my, the person who introduced me to working this program in a vision, through the Vision for You meeting in OA, working the 12 Steps, had pushed or prodded me, they would have pushed or prodded me just to write it into the disease. Um, the person who uh, introduced me to how this program can actually work was very um, gentle but so convincing. I didn't, I didn't really need to even hear anything from her. I was just I had the good fortune of uh, seeing her in person from time to time, and I was literally watching a miracle unfold before my eyes because I had seen this person in the depths of despair for between four and five years as she was um, circling the drain of the bottom of her disease. Um, I'm so glad that, that she had that light touch with me. For me personally, moving forward, I can tell you that everything that they're saying in these paragraphs is pretty much the exact opposite of um, how I am wired and how I do things, quote unquote, naturally. I um, learned early on from my parents, uh, one parent in particular, that information was Um, kind of beaten into me. I can remember getting a finger on my head, knocked in my head. Let me knock some sense into you. And so things were literally beaten into me. And I took that approach, not beating people up, but just not being able to let go and let them learn on their own. And that is what I'm doing differently today. I don't have to beat information into anybody all I have to do is offer the solution suit up show up recover 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 and just be an example a visible example whether people can see me or hear me or talk to me and know that I am recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body so I very much appreciate these paragraphs and um, being left alone is sometimes the best gift you can give to somebody and if you don't, you are denying them their own dignity of choice for their own solution. And with that, I pass.
Thank you, Tina R. And who would like to share on the four paragraphs that were that were read, starting on page 95 with the second paragraph? Elaine B. Elaine B. Brittany M. Anyone else? I missed your first name. Brittany. Wendy M. Brittany. And Brittany, what was your last initial? M. M. And Wendy, what's your last Thank initial? You. M. M. All right. Let's start with Elaine B. And then Brittany M. And Wendy M. Thank you so much for your service. Um, appreciate it. Um, yeah, so Elaine B. recovered in Massachusetts and so grateful that there is a solution. And part of our solution is to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters. And, you know, at first I kind of think I misunderstood this and, and yet <laughs> also had a little bit more of a lot more. I <laughs> continue to have deflation of ego um, and shift to humility. Um, I so appreciate how much time and attention there is to really evaluating whether this is someone that we can work with. And part of the work that we do is we plant the seed about the obsession of the body and the allergy of the mind because, you know, the person that we're approaching or who's approaching us and that we're talking about the potential of starting this journey of guiding them down the steps the steps may really not be ready at this time, but if we uh, if we if we treat them well, if we honor and respect their dignity and their power of choice of whether this is their time or not, then um, you know later there may be an opportunity. They may need John Barleycord to do more convincing for them. You know, they may need. Um, more pain, as it says here, because pain is a great motivator. And their desire must come from within. But early on, I really thought it was all up to me and that, you know, if I was really recovered, then then other people would get recovered too. And I remember struggling with this sponsee, and I had this picture of myself like she was a patient in a dental chair, and I had climbed up on top of it and was perched over her trying to get her recovered like I was trying to pull out of her tooth. And I knew there was a struggle. God was just really trying to show me that, you know, it wasn't going well. And I remember she called me and said, oh, um, I stopped for an ice cream on the way home from work today. And I said, oh, well, why don't you tell me about your thinking and, and all of that? And she goes, well, my thinking is I'm okay with that. I can do that. <laughs> and it was very clear that, you know, uh, as much as I wanted her to get recovered and to get through the steps, she didn't really feel the same about um, where she was at that time. And I'm really grateful for that lesson. Um, and hopefully as other people that I've tried to work with, you know, um, some of them haven't made it through the steps, but they have been able to come back and they're still part of the community because we always extend the hand and heart of, to those who, who share our compulsion. And um, I'm so grateful for these explicit instructions. And again, so much of it is about before you even really start working with them, just not to chase them. If, if they're not making it through, um, it's not our job to convince them. It's our job to carry the message to the best of our ability by bringing them through the steps, telling our story, planting a seed, and um, staying recovered, 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 recovered. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Elaine B. Brittany M. followed by Wendy M. 
Thank you, Judy. Uh, Brittany M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater out of Spokane, Washington. Um, this morning, do not, do not be discouraged if your prospect does not respond at once. Um, for me, it's also if they, you know, don't be discouraged if they don't respond as I responded or how I expect them to respond. Um, it's interesting, you know, I was thinking this morning about page 52 and the bedevilments and how at the, the end of the bedevilments it says, you know, is not a solution um, to these bedevilments more important than whether or not man achieves flight? You know, is it not a por more important than my to-do list? Is not it more important than anything? And um, I just know that the last time that I came in, I mean, I, I took any bit of my sponsor's time that I, I could have. And it's, it's really, it's interesting to me that how some prospects, I mean, this is something, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do once a week or, and I just know for me that when I got to the point, I mean, it was just like, I, I couldn't um, stick closer to this, to this program. But again, I also recognize it's not for me to judge. It's not for me to, to know that somebody else's path is a different way. I mean, I'm just there. I'm just available. And, um, and I also can relate so much, so much to, 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 to people that come in. They want, they want the answer. And, like, and I wanted the answer. I went to you and I was like, please tell me. Tell me exactly what to do. And then I pick and chose what I did. And, um, but it's all good. It's because I really, truly do see that, it's it's not my job to fix anyone, and um, and I'm sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what it is that I have to offer, and to not take it personally, right? Like, you know, I mean, I find myself sometimes like, don't you see? Don't you see? I'm recovered. I'm so happy. Like, why wouldn't you want to do what I want? Uh, what I did, and and again, because I'm not God. It's on God's time. The other thing I know too is that for me. The last thing I want to say to someone when they go back out is, oh, just seems like you're not desperate enough. Because I tell you what, from my experience, I was desperate over and over and over from every fiber of my being. I wanted help. And, and it takes what it takes and it's on God's time. And just recognizing that I was exactly where I needed to be at that time. And um, the last thing that I'll say is that it's just the, the most beautiful thing that it's rain that helps a garden to grow, and it's not thunder. And, um, and yeah, I, it's none of my business to tell anybody what it is that they need to be doing. So um, thanks for letting me share this morning. Uh, I pass. Thank you, Brittany M. Wendy M., you're next. Uh, yes, good morning. It's Wendy M., recovered in Colorado, and so grateful for the abstinence I have this morning. And, Judy, thank you for your service. Um, so I, I think the first thing I have to say is it says you may have to drop him until he changes his mind. This he may do after he gets hurt some more. So I was in OA for 16 years, um, and I had to take all the bites that I had to take. And I thought I had it made then. I was what I thought abstinent, sponsoring people. Um, and, you know, you know what you know, and you find out what you find out when you're ready. Um, so I have to remember when I'm working with a prospect that it took me 16 years to get to a vision for you um, because I am a deeply impatient human being and I am pushy and I prod 
and I control. And that's the good news. And the reason why it's the good news is because I can see those things in myself and it gives me freedom to be able to say, oh my God, I do that. You know, and I'm impatient with people and nobody said to me, come on, let's go. You know, in all my years in OA, let's go. You're not getting it. Let's go. You're not getting it. I wouldn't have been able to hear it when, whenever I heard it. So, um, so yeah, they must decide for themselves. But, you know, when I first started, I was so nervous as a vision sponsor. Um, I, I would be impatient. Let's go. Let's read this. Let's, you know, and pushy and prodded. And even the other day, this is hilarious. I'm sitting in the car reading We Agnostics with one of my sponsees. And I literally, when I go to a word, I'll say, now, now I need you to underline that word. Like I'm literally trying to control what she's underlining. Like, I love the fact that I have a program that in, in a nanosecond, I can laugh at myself and say, look at that. I am so controlling, you know, and then I can go right to the fear and do a 10 step and get free and unblock. So it's an amazing program. Amazing. And the other amazing thing is I don't shame myself for all these character defects. I don't. I notice them. I learn from them and I'm working on them. Um, the other thing that I love is, um, oh, at the end of this, at the end of the paragraph, it says, um, you would like, um, in any case, in any case, I love this, to be friendly, let it go at that, let it go. I mean, there's not more brilliant words for me to read this morning is let it go. And this isn't just how I treat sponsees or prospects. This is how I treat people I love in my life. This is how I treat my 12-year-old son. Let it go at that. You know, this is not just about, even though it says this is about working with others, it's working with other people in my life all the time. Um, And I love the word desperate. I had the gift of desperation a year and a half ago. Thank you, God. I was willing to go to any length. I wanted to be as free as I could be. She kept saying, how free do you want to be? And I was willing to do it. And when I'm with someone desperate, it is a joy ride. This is a good time. And you know what? When I'm not with someone desperate and they say to me, Wendy, I'm not desperate. Um, I need to stop chasing that person. Just stop chasing them and let it go um, to deny another alcoholic opportunity to be happy, to be free. Um, And I love that because it's not my business who I'm working with and it's not my business whether they're ready or not. And with that, I will gratefully pass. Thank you, Wendy M. Who else would like to share on the four paragraphs that were read on page 95, starting with the second paragraph? Donna W. Donna W. Jim K. Leslie W. Leslie W. Anyone else? Sherry KB. Sherry KB. All right, well, let's start with Donna W. and followed by Jim K. Thank you so much, Donna W., gratefully recovered in California. So um, let's see. One of the things I was thinking about is that, you know, I have an obese mom. I have three sisters. Two of them are obese. One of them is not, but she's a sugar addict. Um, one of my obese sisters is recently diagnosed with diabetes. And, um, and one of my sisters, you know, I told her about program and she said, you know, I'm going to do this my way. So 
I heard loud and clear, back off. And um, I don't, you know, I don't try to, um, you know, quote, convert them to our 12-step way of life. Um, but I'm open about me working my program. I say I'm going to a meeting or where have you been? Oh, I just came from a meeting or I need to call my sponsor. So I'm open, but I'm not pushing it on them. And, it, you know, it's hard and it's sad that I can't even, quote, help my own family, but that's none of my business. So with program, it helps me to just keep on my side of the street and just be recovered. And, you know, I was thinking, um, was it yesterday or today? And then just again this morning during the meeting that, you know, when you're in the food, it feels good. Like there's an element where the food does it for you. And, and you know, you're getting that instant fix and it, it's, it, it's fulfilling a purpose. And you don't know what it feels like to be recovered and abstinent unless you are. It's just, you know, even when I'm struggling and in the food, like the food just feels like such the obvious solution. And then when I have some clean, sober days, it's just amazing. Like, how would I ever want to be in the food? But, um, you know, so when we're recovered, like, people just don't even know that this kind of clear, clean way of living exists. And um, it's, hard to, it's hard to imagine. And even on a hard day, it's hard for me to imagine. So we really just need to, you know, be patient. And, uh, and I, I really need, need to work on my recovery. Um, I'm not one to go out and 12-step people. But when people come to me, I am available and, you know, I'm willing to take them through um, through being a sponsor. I, have, I do have some um, basic ground rules, like I have them call me every day no matter what and send their food every day no matter what and get to at least three meetings a week. So I do have some basic ground rules. And um, if they can't do those, then, you know, we, we have to, you know, have them find, find another sponsor because there are certain ways that I, I, I need to work for my recovery and I need my sponsors to work um, in order for me to sponsor them. And I just uh, want to check in to say I've had a really active weekend, which means I need to rely on a little more food to keep me, my energy sustained. And I'm not, you know, there's the active Donna and now there's the working Donna. And so sometimes that re-entry into being a working Donna, I need to remember, hey, I don't need to eat as much today. Um, and I could rely on my higher power more than the food. So I just want to say out loud that I need to let go of the extra food I was eating, which I needed, but I don't need that today. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you very much, Donna W. Jim K. followed by Leslie W. Uh, Jim K. from Wheeling, West Virginia. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, what I found is uh, this is a pretty good set of instructions um, that uh, helped me as a, a sponsor um, it says if you're not interested, uh, you may have to drop him. That's that's pretty good instruction. And then if, uh, if he's sincerely interested and wants to see you again, ask him to read the the big book. That's that's a great uh, great tool right there. And then um, if uh, he thinks he uh, can do it uh, some other way, um, then encourage him. So that that's a pretty uh, positive thing there. And then when uh, uh, you get to the next paragraph, it says uh, do not be discouraged. And that kind of to me uh, uh, in, involves patience. And I remember when uh, I was uh, kind of uh, dragging my feet to getting a sponsee, and my uh, sponsor was just so gentle, and she kept just saying, well, you know, if you uh, stay after the meeting and, uh, you know, you can uh, meet with people after that and talk with them about, you know, being a sponsor and stuff, and finally <laughs> it happened. And I'll tell you, it's been such a wonderful experience uh, um, since then, and I really appreciated her patience with me. So, uh, 
Uh, and then uh, another uh, instruction here, we find it a waste of time to keep chasing people. So that's uh, uh, another uh, good thing to know uh, when you're uh, being a sponsor. So uh, it's all good, and I uh, really want to thank you for your service and thank everybody uh, for their kernels of wisdom uh, and helping me uh, through my path. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Jim. Okay. Um, Leslie W., followed by Sherry KB. Thank you for your service today. This is Leslie W., recovered in Tennessee. Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay, thank you. If he is not interested in your solution, if he expects you to act only as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his sprees, you may have to drop him until he changes your mind, changes his mind. This he may do after he gets hurt some more. <clears throat> it's It's difficult sometimes for me when I'm working with people not to get too involved with what's going on in their personal lives um, I have to be very wary of that uh, I really try to set up boundaries with them from the very start and define what the relationship is um, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding that exists a lot of um, uh, you know, um, sort of assumptions that are made um, that I have seen with just in my own experience of being in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous for seven years is that um, people are afraid to sponsor. You know, um, they think it's they think that they're they're going to be like attached to this leech <laughs> every day for the rest of their life, and they don't want to be. Um, you know, and, and I, I find a lot of my sponsors are afraid to sponsor for this reason. And, and I, and I say to them, but you know, that's not the purpose of being a sponsor. Um, and if you find yourself on the phone with these people, which I used to do, I mean, I used to be on the phone with people for a ridiculous amount of time. Meanwhile, my husband and chill and kids, you know, were like being, kind of neglected by me and that's that's something that I had to really look at you know um, I'm not here to nurse them I'm you know and that and and if that sounds harsh I mean that's just the reality because you know I'd rather be there I'd rather help save their life than I would be their buddy um, that is not my primary purpose my primary purpose is to carry the message and I'm not carrying the message if I allow them to just hang on me um, and uh, because they 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 like talking to me or you know um, because it makes them feel good you know um, that's not the point of being a sponsor that's not the point of carrying the message and with that I pass thank you very much Leslie W and Sherry KB you're next good morning Julie good morning everybody Sherry KB in Northern California Grateful Recovery Compulsive a Reader. Um, thank you so much for your service, Julie, and everybody on the line. Um, a lot of ifs in here because I think it's, I love this because it gives me instruction on how to be a step guide. And so what I think of first as I read this is that I always tell people straight up front exactly what I'm like, how I sponsor, and how it, how it's worked for me, and that I can only give them what's worked for me. Um, 
So I tell them I'm not your banker, I'm not your therapist, I'm not your financer. Um, I'm just here as another uh, person doing the step work, and I am your step guide. Um, And I totally leave my ego out of it um, because I'm not keeping them, uh, you know, recovered. They, their and their higher power are keeping them recovered, not me. Um, I was told that I can't want it more for someone than they want it for themselves. Um, And, you know, I can work as if my hair is on fire, but I can't set yours on fire. (laughs) You know, that's not not what the deal is here. and just how important it is that they find a higher power um, deep within them. And, you know, just a reminder that it said on early on that, it, it, you know, that we lay out this kit of spiritual tools for their, their inspection. Like, here it is. This is what I do. You know, let's see if you want to do it. I, I, don't, I don't chase anybody um, at all. Um, I, I let them call me. I tell them I'm here if they want to talk and uh, get to work um, than to give me a call. And I don't, I don't call them. Um, I let them call me. And uh, I just tell them what's worked for me. Um, if, if they don't want to do the work, then I tell them I can't be of service to them because I only want to be of service to people who want to do this work because I want to stay recovered. And by, by working with others, it helps me to stay recovered. And that's what I need. I'm looking for people who want to do this work, who do the work, um, and so I, I just leave the person alone. And then what I want to say at the end is one of the things that they're talking about, when it says one of our fellowships failed entirely with this first half dozen prospects, they're talking about Bill W. Um, and so, you know, we all get, we get to do this thing. And I always tell somebody, please find a higher power of the language of your own heart. And let's just get to work and do this. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. I'd like to remind those that we are on page 95 in case you've just joined the line, starting with the second paragraph, if he is not interested, and reading through four paragraphs, ending with who have since recovered. Who would like to share? Terry S. Uh, Terry S. Terry with a C. Oh, Terry. Thanks. Anyone else? John K. John K. Anyone else? Ginger C. Ginger C. Okay, we'll start with that. Carrie S. followed by John K. Good morning. This is Carrie S. recovered in Colorado. Thanks for your service and welcome to every all the newcomers, especially on the line. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share that I heard um, here on a vision for you. A special edition. It was May 21st, Sheila J. on love and forgiveness. And in that special, she actually shares of how she has her sponsees, her protégés, or I guess it would be um, a prospect, you know, has her prospect read this specifically 96, this top paragraph. Um, and, you know, and, and ask them to, to journal on it right off the bat before they even read a doctor's opinion. So if anyone wants to listen to that special edition, um, it's 9963 is the code, but you can find it on the website. And I just found that really profound. That's not my experience. My sponsor didn't have me do that. It wasn't something that worked for me, but it's something that worked for her. And I'm currently working with um, – a gal who is starting to stop doing the work, 
and you know it does it does just place this you know on my heart what it's my responsibility to have love and compassion for her and tell her hey if you're not doing the work um i haven't had the experience of doing that and so if anyone wants to reach out to me uh i would love to get get more um insight on on what's the the gentler kinder way to do that and say you know basically hey you're not doing the work um I don't have what, you know, you need to recover, but yeah, I just, um, just really wanted to share the, the special edition and, and thanks so much for everyone's service. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Carrie S. John K. followed by Ginger C. Good morning. This is John Karen, recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles, soon to be in Newark. Um, you know, every time I read this, I think of the same thing, that the recovery for sponsors who are already stretched thin, and sadly, there's a lot of people in program not doing the sponsoring they should, and that means that the burden falls on those of us who do. Um, uh, it's like triage. It's like battlefield triage, and, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the phrase, but it means that when a, an army medic is on a battlefield where there's lots more people hurt than he's going to have to be able to help, he has to decide which ones he's got to just walk past because it's not going to be worth his time. The person's not going to be safe. And, you know, over the years, I've sort of seen that. I, I, we used to always say the phrase, and you guys have probably heard it, carry the message, not the person, you know. Um, you know, I don't have this that much anymore because the sponsees I have now are pretty long-term program people, and I'm full. But, you know, I used to put in hundreds of hours sponsoring people who, in retrospect, I could look back and see, really weren't willing to go to any lengths. I mean, I, in our meetings here in L.A., we read how it works at almost every meeting. You think it would have sunk into my thick skull that, you know, willing to go to any lengths, half measures of fail is nothing, you know, that I could see that some of these people I was working with, you know, I would work with people who had or were in the same relapse cycle I had been in and try and work with them to set up plans of how to deal with what to do when the compulsion hit and invariably it wouldn't do any of it, wouldn't call and ditch skeet. And, um, you know, I remember actually saying to somebody, you know, I think you just have more eating to do. And uh, I had another person who systematically I would put in, oh, I don't know how many hours, and then he just disappeared for months at a time. And then he'd come back, oh, I need your help again. And after about the fourth or fifth time, I just had to say, you know, I just, I don't have any more, I'm not available. Uh, because the reality was he was willing to do it when he was willing to do it, and then when he wasn't, he wasn't. And part of the problem I look back is, is I wasn't sponsoring the way I should. I wasn't sponsoring the way Vision for You recommends and working through steps and keeping it that way. I was acting as a chief therapist. And now I, when I work with people, in that regard, it's the, you know it's going through the steps, and like somebody said earlier, which is perfect. I'm not your mommy. I'm not your therapist. I'm not your best friend. I'm here to help guide you through the steps. I'm not, you know, you know, uh, you know, a, a cold stone or anything. But I want to make sure it stays on the focus it's supposed to be, which is the steps in the big book. And, and with that, I pass. Thank you, John. Uh, go ahead, Ginger. See, you're next. Hi, good morning. Thank you for your service, Julie, and welcome to everyone on the line, especially the newcomer. I'm Ginger C., recovered in Colorado, and I just love, love, love this book. It's just so simple. You know, I'm the one complicating it. 
and our directions are so clear, and I cannot, I, I don't even know how many times I've sent uh, sponsees to page 96 because they're all twisted up about someone they're working with and the struggles that are going on. And your directions are right there. You know, if they're not ready, you move on. Because you'd hate to miss that person that was ready and willing to go to any lengths. And, um, you know, and to deny them that opportunity to live and to be happy. So it's really simple. We just read 96. And, you know, I let them know when and if you're ready, I'm ready to go with you. But until that time, I'm not serving you or me. And i got to be available to that person who is going to pick up the phone, make that hard call, and say, can you help me? I am ready. I'm desperate. I'm drowning and I'm dying and I need help. So, and I love to, you know, and when I'm wanting it more than they are, it's like, who's sicker? You know, there's there's this codependency piece and I got to look at it. Um, but I love on page 92, if he is to find God, the desire must come from within. You know, we can't give this to any, it's their work to be done. And it's so simple to sponsor. If you can read you can sponsor. That's all we're doing. We're just reading line by line with another. And then we're trusting this process, watching it evolve. Because if you seek God, God will come. But again, they have to do the seeking. And it's a process. It evolves in the timeline that it's supposed to. You know, and I just have to trust in that process as I'm reading along with them. But I, too, I remember the fear. You know, this this um, this faith, this trust builds as you just jump in the deep end and start doing the work. I remember when my sponsor was adamant that I get a sponsee. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. And it's too scary. And because I was feeling all responsible. It was all about me. And it's, you know, part B, no human power can get you sober or keep you sober. You're off the hook. If you're feeling afraid to sponsor, it's not about you. It's about a higher power. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger. See, who else would like to share? Anyone else? We have time. I'm sure there's somebody out there that would like to share. Star one to unmute, and we're on page 95. We started with the second paragraph. Hi, can you kind of be heard? Yes. Oh, hi, Elliot R. I would love to share. Um, I'm sorry, your first name again? This is Honey. Oh, Elliot R. Elliot? Okay, Elliot R. and then Hoodie R. Anyone else? Is there any chance I can actually so I can read the paragraph? Holly Q. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, Is there any way I can go second? Is any way I can go second so that I can read the paragraph? Because I I didn't get a chance to read it yet. Sure, and there's four paragraphs we read, so. Great. Okay, hoodie R, would you like to go next? Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, hi. Thank thank you so much, Julie, for your service. Um, This is Hoodie R, a recovered compulsive overeater in Israel, and um, he's not interested in your solution if he expects only to act as a banker for his financial difficulties or a nurse for his breeds. You may have to drop him until he changes his mind. And, you know, um, I love these directions here and working with others. Clear-cut directions about how to work with sponsor, with the sponsee, because, you know, when I... When I first, um, you know, became recovered and began working with, 
took me a long time to be like, you know, I'm so grateful that um, I was, I was right, right at once. I told, you know, here you are. You come, you come to sponsor. You come, you get, you get a sponsor because you know you have to stay recovered. Because in order for you to receive more, you have to give. To, you know, when you give, you get. And um, and it's not that I am the person that's going to get someone recovered. I could just only be act as a guide to guide someone through this death and just show them this is what I have done. And um, and if you want, if you want a better life, if you want to live better, then you know why don't you try it? Try this, try this thing, and see if it works for you. And well, otherwise, we'll finance your misery. But um, you know. I cannot get anyone recovered, and you know there are t- there are there are boundaries that I have to I have to set, um, you know, I have to set for them. Um, and if they don't, they're not willing to do the work that it implies, because it is it is work. You know, this this program we see we say um, you know we hear a lot often. It says um, that freedom is not free, and if I want to continue to live to walk this path of recovery, I have to. In, I have to um, continue to continuously do this work that it implies, and that is, um, you know, speaking to a sponsor daily and um, following and working the steps and working a step the steps as we hear my 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 um, that I'm on fire with it because if I don't, I'm going to drop. But you know, I cannot, and I have, I have many. Um, I have many people that I have worked with, and they just weren't ready. And when I let when I let them go, and it was difficult, my ego told me I can't let them go. How can I? But I let them go, and they went back into the food. And months later, they came back crying that they they were ready and they were done and they wanted to live. And um, today, you know, they are um, working in their way in the recovery process. So I'm so grateful that we have. These, um, you know, working with others shows us exactly when not to continue and when to let go, so that they could continue on their on their, and reach their own bottom, so that they could have the, the recovery that they want, that they need. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Hoodie R. Elliot R. Are you ready to share? Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Hi, Elliot R. A recovering compulsive overeater in New York City. Um, you know, I say that just to like get my ass moving on these nine steps so that I can I can get to working with others. Um, yeah, uh, this is my first time sharing on the line, um, so I'm ext- I'm looking really nervous about this, but I'm really happy that I'm doing it. Um, um, so much of my recovery has been like doing the opposite of what my brain tells me, and um, you know, this is just another extension of that. Yeah, I love I love what we're reading. Um, in part because it's all super new to me. You know, I've been in program. I've been in program for almost five years, and and only in um, I guess four years, and and only in, in vision for about two and a half months. Um, and the way that I used to sponsor um, was, I would say, almost like the exact opposite of what I'm hearing, of what I'm reading. You know, I was the therapist. I was the nutritionist. I, I loved hearing like I was a cheap therapist because that's a hundred percent what I was. And um, and then I, and so for, and for me, um, going through the steps in this way that is like not self-help at all. It's not like a self-help program anymore. It's like a, um, it's really just like an uncovering process and, and it's super simple compared to what I did before. And, um, you know, 
that's just what what is amazing to me. You know, that this round of this round going through the steps, you know, following the big book, you know, letter for letter, um, has really just shown me a, a greater simplicity in my program and in my life. Um, I love hearing too that like if you can read, you can sponsor, because um, and this paragraph for me teaches me so much of what it means to be a sponsee as well as a sponsor. You know, um, I, I also would say that for me. Um, my bottom doesn't have to necessarily look like, you know, binging in a dark corner on pints of frozen stuff. You know, my bottom can be wherever I stop digging my willingness to not like, you know, like, cause when I came into recovery, um, it definitely didn't look like a bottom as, as the darkest parts of my food stuff got, you know, like when I came in, I was, you know, restricting actually of anything. And, um, you know, using veganism as a way to justify huge amounts of food, um, as opposed to like my past where it was all about me, you know, in a dark corner, binging on tons of stuff. And so, um, you know, my desire, I guess it's like, I love hearing also that like the, um, when the pain of the food is less than the pain, I, I mean, like doing the work, I guess I'm not really explaining it correctly, but just to say that my desire to not go back to where I was needs to be strong enough to make me want to do the work that's in front of me. Um, and that kind of keeps me going every day and has kept me going for three plus years of abstinence and just knowing that um, if I want freedom, I have to be willing to do what I've never done before, um, which includes everything because my, my world was so small before program. And just to bring it back to this chapter, it just gives this book gives me such clear and simple directions for a way to live a free life. Um, a free life that for me has absolutely nothing to do with food. You know, food was the, was the gateway to this really miraculous way of living that um, provides me an opportunity to be of service. And for me, the, the ability to be of service, I, I guess as a sponsee, as a fellow Hi. and as a sponsor. Oh, thank you. I, I just to say, um, is way more beautiful than than anything else I've experienced. So uh, with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Elliot R. And Polly Q, you will be probably our last chair. Thank you. Uh, hi, can I be heard? Yes. Thank you. Hi, this is Polly Q in Northern California. I'm a grateful recovered member of OA. Um, the... The thing that I like here, or the, the line that jumps out to me, is uh, he should not be pushed or prodded by you, his wife, or his friends. If he is to find God, the desire must come from within. And um, that's really what I have found is the essence of whether or not I'm going to work this program. Is, am I, is my desire to lose weight, which is often the case I've found, um, or is it my desire to stop eating compulsively? because life has gotten desperate and I see the connection between my compulsive eating and how unmanageable life has become and how powerless I am over that act. Because if it's not the latter, my experiences with myself and with uh, uh, sponsoring others, is it just won't work. There's too much work that, you, that needs to be done in this program for for me to come in with that attitude and be successful. If I, you know, if I, and it's easy to get confused between am I, do I, am I desperate enough uh, 
because I want to stop eating compulsively or am I desperate because I want to lose weight? And um, it's, a, it's a tough call in OA, and it's, uh, and, uh, but I found that it's necessary. So I try uh, to keep in mind that I am a sponsor for working the steps, and I am trying to help somebody in that first step to realize that they are an addict, and being an addict is making life unmanageable. Um, the weight is just the side effect. And if, if after, you know, working with them, they obviously don't want to do the work, they're not desperate enough, then, you know, it's my, um, it's my job to let go. And I hate that because I'm big fat Alan on too, and, but, <laughs> but I got to let it go. And I also, um, I want to remember that. Yeah, I thank you. I hear you. And I, I want to remember that God's in charge, not me. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, it is now time to close our meeting. I'd like to remind everyone that the share ID for today, Monday, September 11th, is 10,410. And I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Amanda R. please read a vision for you? Hi, this is Amanda R. Recovered in Maine. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.